Hey guys, have you ever picked up the Bible and had no idea where to start or even how to start reading it? Or maybe you did start, but it seemed like you were reading a foreign language? Then this video is for you. Hey, I'm William Dyer. This is Dyer Conversations, episode number two, how to understand the Bible. Let's jump right in. Okay, so you're struggling to understand the Bible. Well, welcome to the club. I've spent the past 18 years of my life reading it and studying it intently, and I have spent many a days and many of hours having no idea what I was reading or uh, misunderstanding what I was trying to understand. But through that long process, those many years, a lot of good mentors, and even getting a degree in theology, I think I've come to a little bit better understanding through some trial and error on how to study the Bible. Um, what I'm going to do here is attempt to relay to you some tools and some techniques that you can use, so that way when you read the Bible, you can better understand it and get more out of it than simply just uh, something to help you fall asleep. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start a playlist. This is episode number one in the playlist, episode number two of the podcast, but episode number one of the playlist, which will be understanding the Bible. When we first get into it, we have to realize that it's a big book, and there is a lot that is in this book. What happens is that people get caught up in the minutia at the very beginning. Maybe they open up the Bible for the first time, and they say, well, where should I start? Well, let me start at the beginning. That's where you're going to start any book. So they start in Genesis. Okay, good. They get a couple chapters in, or maybe they get to a couple books in, and that's when you start hitting the heavy stuff in the law and all those sacrifices and all those genealogies, and people just kind of get bored. They get worn out with it, and they don't want to finish the story, the rest of what's going on. Maybe they don't even understand what they've read in the first couple books that they've tried to drudge through. That's understandable. So some others maybe jump right to Revelation because that's where all the cool stuff is, right? That's where the dragons are and the beasts coming out of the sea and the serpents and all that crazy stuff. But again, they get a few chapters in and, well, you got dragons coming out of the sea and beasts and serpents and fire and all that stuff. And you have no idea exactly what you're reading. It seems kind of cool at first, but then you get just worn out with it because, well, what are you reading? And you feel like you're wasting your time. Well, hopefully, uh, through this playlist, you will come to a better understanding of exactly how to read the Bible in context. Now, that word's going to pop up a lot, context. Okay, great. What does it mean? Well, it's reading the Bible in light of the rest of the Bible. So here's what I mean. We need to take more of a 10,000-foot view at first. When we're first getting into this book, like I said, there's a lot in there. And so we need to not get lost in the forest by just examining one tree. We need to detach ourselves and get above the forest to see the entire picture before we can see how one story fits into that picture or how one chapter within a book fits into the entire story. And so I like to portray it like a 500-piece uh, jigsaw puzzle. The thing that really helps us to do these puzzles is to see the picture. 
you get the box top and you see the picture exactly. This is what the puzzle is about. This is what it's going to turn out to be. So when you get the pieces out, you can start to look at the colors that are on those individual pieces and say, okay, well, I know that this color is only in the top right-hand corner of the puzzle. So I'm going to move this up to that area. Now, another thing that people do when they uh, are trying to complete a jigsaw puzzle is they set the edges first. Why? Because you know at that point, you have the framework of the picture that you're trying to complete. You know nothing's going to go outside of those boundaries. And then from there, you take the rest of your puzzle pieces and you start to try to match them up. Sometimes it happens by sheer luck and sometimes it happens because you're looking at the overall picture and you're able to see how certain pieces fit in. Well, that's what I want to do here with helping you to understand how to understand and read the Bible better, more efficiently and more effectively. There are tools that we're going to get into, but the first thing that we need to do is set the context for the overall picture. What does the Bible about? What's the grand scheme of things? So when we go to specific books or specific stories, we know how they fit into the overall picture. So the first thing you're going to do is when you look at the Bible, you're going to realize that in most Bibles that you have today, there's going to be a section called the Old Testament and a section called the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament is made up of 39 books, and the New Testament is made up of 27 books. And the reason why it's kind of distinguished like that is because everything in what we call the Old Testament is before Jesus Christ came. And everything in the New Testament, starting with the book of Matthew all the way through the book of Revelation, is going to be Jesus coming to earth, and then everything that happens with his ministry, and then after he raises from the dead and goes back to heaven. Sometimes people get confused here, and they think, well, you know, we're living on this side of Jesus after he's come, and if I want to be a Christian, then I need to just look at the New Testament. Well, there's a problem with that. Number one is the New Testament tells us, don't do that. Listen to this verse. This is from the New Testament. It's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. And this is a New Testament book, and here's what it says. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Why is all Scripture useful for these purposes? Well, it tells us so that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. So right there in the New Testament, it tells us that all Scripture is useful to train the person who is trying to follow God to be a better follower of God. All Scripture, not just the 27 books that we find in the New Testament, but also those books that we find in the Old Testament. Listen to another verse here in the New Testament. It's Romans chapter 15, verse 4. It says, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that 
through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. So here again, we have another New Testament book pointing us back to what we call the Old Testament and saying those books, those letters, are also Scripture, and they are useful for Christians today. Now, we're not going to get into exactly how does the Old Testament apply to Christians right now and and that whole uh, discussion, that's for a later episode. Right now, we just simply want to make the point that the entire Bible, from Genesis through Revelation, is useful to a person who is trying to have a relationship with the God of the Bible. Now, it's useful in different ways, and we're going to talk about that in later episodes. But for right now, we can come to the conclusion as we are examining the evidence here that all Scripture is useful for us. Now, is the New Testament distinct in how it is useful to us compared to the Old Testament? The answer would be yes. We can get into a detailed response about that, but let me just give you a very basic understanding. Again, a New Testament book, the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 says this, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So what it tells us there is that God has been speaking, communicating, and revealing himself from the time of the fathers, which would be the time at the very beginning of the biblical story. Think about Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And if you know what, if you haven't started even reading the Bible yet, you're going to get to those characters pretty early on in the very first book called Genesis. All right, so the point here is that the fathers, these what is called the patriarchal fathers. God was communicating to the world through them at the very beginning, and he was revealing things about himself and his plan. Now, after that, it says that in these last days, that is the days of the Christians, God has decided to speak to us through his Son. So we have God revealing himself way back at the very beginning to the fathers, and then later to the prophets. But in these last days, he is revealing himself and communicating to the world through his Son. And this is the the final message that God is giving us according to the biblical story. So what my point is, is that the New Testament is distinct from the Old Testament and how it is applicable to Christians. And again, we're going to get into that in a little bit more detail in future episodes. So thus far, we've made the point that the entire Bible is useful for Christians, the Old and New Testament, but that the New Testament is distinct in a sense because God has spoken to us through His Son and given us the last message that He's going to give us. And again, we'll dive into that in a little bit more detail in future episodes. Okay, so lastly, let's look at how the Bible is broken up, okay? Again, we're going to start at very broad categories and very broad pictures of the Bible, and then we're going to narrow it down and get a little bit more specific on understanding the Bible. So this first episode is mostly just about being very basic and 
introducing us to the Bible, all right? So how's it broken up? The Bible's broken up into three distinct periods. The first period is called the patriarchal period. Now, patriarchal simply means the time of the fathers, all right? These are the major biblical characters in the very beginning of the story. We've already named a few, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, those characters, all right? This is before there was any um, establishment of law, any establishment of the nation of Israel, and long before Jesus ever came. So we have this first period, okay? And God spoke to those men and and to the world through those men. Now, the next period we get to is the Mosaic period, and this is the time when Moses shows up, all right? If you've ever heard of the character Moses. Now, in the biblical story, Moses shows up in the second book, the book of Exodus, all right? So right after Genesis, you get the book of Exodus, and this is when Moses shows up. And at this time, you have basically the the Hebrew people, as the Bible puts it, the descendants of Abraham, and they are down in Egypt, they are in slavery. And we're going to get into all this in more detail later. But they're in slavery down in Egypt, and God brings a man named Moses and calls him to go free those people. And God's plan is going to form them as a nation and give them a law. This is what we know, if you know anything about the Bible, as the Old Testament law. And so the Mosaic period is when God brings Moses to Egypt to free the people who are descendants of Abraham. And once he frees them, he gives them the codified law of Moses and forms them as the nation of Israel. So the patriarchal period starts basically at creation and goes until Moses shows up. And that covers the book of Genesis and some of the book of Exodus. Now, when Moses shows up and he uh, brings the people, the Hebrew people, out of Egypt, and God gives them the law at Mount Sinai, which, we, again, we're going to learn about later, that starts the Mosaic period. And that period lasts from that point in the early chapters of Exodus all the way until the New Testament, the book of basically the Gospels, let's call it that, when Jesus shows up. Now, again, we'll get into this a little nuance uh, in future episodes. Technically, the New Testament starts when Jesus rose from the dead, so not until the end of the Gospels, but that's not a detail I want y'all to get lost on right now. Broad categories. Patriarchal period, from the beginning of creation until Moses. Mosaic period from Moses all the way until you get to the New Testament. Now, the New Testament era, the Christian era, as some people call it, is going to be the time from the resurrection of Jesus until he comes back. Now, let's listen to uh, two, two verses. John chapter 1, verse 17 through 18 says this. The law was given through Moses. But grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, but the only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Now, what does that exactly mean? Let me give you an understanding of it. The Bible says that God revealed himself 
to the patriarchs, and then through the Mosaic Law, and then through Jesus. The way this is depicted is, think about moonlight, and then, or think about twilight, moonlight, and then sunlight. Twilight, you can see just a little bit. You know, there's just enough light to see a little bit. That's like the patriarchal period. We know a little bit about God. Well, then God reveals himself a little bit more in the Mosaic period. He gives the law. He tells about things that he approves of and doesn't approve of, and we learn a lot about his character. Now, in that, we get kind of a, imagine a night where there's a full moon. It's bright outside, but it's still dark. But when Jesus comes, the Bible says that he, Jesus, has explained God. That is, we get the fullest picture that we have of God thus far once Jesus comes. And that's the sunlight time. So in the twilight age, we see God. But it's it's hard. We don't know everything about him. We don't know a lot about him. During the mosaic time, it's like a full moon's out. We can see, but it's still dark. We don't have the fullest picture of him. But during the middle of the day, when the sun is shining, everything is clear. Now, Jesus has explained God, and we understand him to the fullest extent that we've ever been able to understand him. So how do we understand the Bible? Well, the first thing that we have to do is take a broad picture. What are we getting ourselves into? Well, the Bible is one story about the redemption of man. And God is setting the stage for Jesus to come in order to redeem man. In order to do that, he's got to lay a lot of groundwork. And that's why we have all that stuff in what we call the Old Testament. And that's what this podcast series is going to be about, or this playlist on my podcast is going to be about, is helping you to understand all the groundwork that God laid out, and then Jesus coming, what he accomplished, and how we can better understand the Bible by understanding the whole context. If you did like this video, do me a favor, hit the like button, and then also I'm going to put up a link for you to subscribe so that way you don't miss any of the future episodes. And I'm going to put up a video uh, link to the very first episode I did, calling Christians not to get caught into the trench warfare that America culture is in right now in the year of 2020. Man, it's a crazy year, and hopefully you watch that video so you can um, better understand how we should treat each other so we can be the leaders on how to help our culture move into a better future. Thanks again for showing up, and I'll see you next time.